Go ahead, give him praise, church. Give him praise. Come on, give him praise. Amen. Isn't it just like the Lord to lead you to, to preach and teach on the filling of the Spirit and He just blows through the place? Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right, grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles. Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 2. And we're also going to look in Ephesians. Ephesians. We're going to take a verse out of Ephesians and read that. And just go forward with what the Lord has for us today. Isn't the Lord good? We'll be in Ephesians 5 verse 18. And we'll have it on the screen. I think, I think the fellas got it back there. Uh, uh, so if you want to just go to Acts chapter 2, that'll be fine. Uh, we are continuing through the book of Acts after, after Easter. Uh, the Lord got up and the church got, got busy. Amen? And so that's what we, we just took it from there. Took it from the Lord's ascension and, and what happened after that, different topics. Uh, last week, we talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We learned some things about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We learned it's a one-time event. We learned that every Christian, upon believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, upon the point of his conversion, he is baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. He becomes a member of the church, the, the church, not, not temple, the church. Are y'all with me? The called out assembly of God, the body of Christ, and that is when the Holy Spirit took abode in him. Are y'all with me? That's when the Holy Spirit came and indwelled the believer is when he believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, he was baptized by the Holy Ghost. Now, today we're going to talk about the filling of the Holy Spirit. This is a totally different situation than the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Even though they happened at the same time on the day of Pentecost, this is a separate individual deal that we'll learn about today. Are you ready to learn something this morning? Say amen. Acts chapter number 2. In verse number 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled, say that with me, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit Gave them utterance. Now I want to read Ephesians chapter 5 in verse number 18. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18. Here it is on the screen. Let's just look up here. Uh, this is what's in your Bible, the same, same verse. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. But, say it with me, be This is a command. This is a command. Uh, we are not commanded to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. That is something God takes care of. But we are commanded to be filled with the Spirit. Are y'all with me? So this is what we're going to take today, all right? Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your mercy. Thank you for your goodness, Lord, I pray. Lord, move on this place. You already are. Lord, it's been a sweet service already. And I pray today that we'll... We'll be able to learn. We'll be able to grow. We'll be able to mature and develop in our Christian life today. I pray your perfect will be done. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Isn't it good to be saved? 
when we are saved, at that moment, God comes, He sends the Holy Spirit to come and, and dwell the believer. In that, in that place, in that time, I want to I kind of give a definition. I want to kind of give a definition of the feeling of the Spirit so it can make sense to everybody. I, I love things to be simple. How about y'all? Amen? I like minute rice. I like microwave macaroni. Say amen. I like everything simple, man. Don't, don't make it complicated for me. I don't like, I got enough problems in my life. I don't need things complicated. I want to make it real simple. So here's how we can explain Here's how we can explain the filling of the Spirit, especially coming out of Ephesians 5, verse 18. He says, be not drunk with wine. Be not drunk with wine. This is, there, there's, a, there's more of a reason than him not wanting you to go around drunk that he put this together with this verse. He's almost using this as an illustration. Are you with me? Be not drunk with wine. Uh, the word filled is the Greek word plato. Plato, and it means influenced. When you are drunk, you are under the... In other words, you are being controlled by that alcohol. You, you normally wouldn't say what you said. You normally wouldn't do what you did. Say, so what are you talking about? You, you, you four, seven, above 25... And you're threatening a six, seven, three fifty. You are not in control. What's happening? That alcohol is influencing your thinking. It's influencing your behavior. It's controlling you. Are y'all with me? This is what he's referring to when he says, "Be filled with the Holy Spirit." The verb. The verb is present tense. It means keep on being filled. It's not something that happens one time and it's done. It's something that happens over and over and over and over again. We find that they were baptized in the Holy Spirit one time, but as you go through the book of Acts, over and over you find them again. And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, spake. And Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, fastened his eyes upon him. They prayed there, and the glory of God touched them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Over and over and over, we see them repeatedly, over and over, filled with the Holy Ghost. It is an experience that we should enjoy constantly, and not just on special occasions. The verb is passive. We do not fill ourselves, but the Spirit is there to fill us. We are to permit that. The verb fill has nothing to do with contents or quantity, as though we are empty vessels that need a required amount of spiritual fuel to keep going. In the Bible, filled means controlled by. Say that with me. Controlled by. Let's look at Luke 4.28. The Bible says they were filled with wrath. So what does that tell us? They were controlled by their anger. They were controlled by their wrath. Then we see, then we see when they, they tried to kill Jesus, it says the Jews were filled with envy in Acts 13, 45. What does that mean? Envy was controlling them. They were controlled. They were influenced by their anger. They were influenced by their envy. So what are, so what are we saying? The, the Holy Spirit, when it says to be filled with the Holy Spirit, it means to be constantly controlled by the Spirit in our mind, our emotions, and our will. It means, literally, 
It means literally we are under the influence of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means. It's as simple, that's as simple as a definition as you could get or write down, and, and, and it literally means controlled by the Holy Spirit. So let's put these two together. Let's put together what we learned last week and what we learned this week. Here's, how, here's a good way to explain the baptism of the Holy Spirit versus the filling of the Holy Spirit. At the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that means I belong to Christ's body. That's where I was placed into Christ's body, the church. Does that make sense? At the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I belong to Christ's body. But at the filling of the Holy Spirit, my body belongs to Christ. Did y'all get that? At the baptism of the Holy Spirit, at the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I get Him. At the filling of the Holy Spirit, He gets me. See, it's simple. It's not complicated. Let me, let, me, let me show you. At the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I belong to Christ's body. I have Him. John 14, Jesus spoke about this. He said, I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, watch this, and shall be in you. Shall be in you. Then the Bible says in 1 Corinthians six nineteen, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. So what took place? The moment that you trusted Christ as your Savior, you were baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit took up abode in your life. He took up residence. It's like, and that's how we teach the, the little children. Ask Jesus into your I mean, it's, it's biblical. He comes and he dwells in you. That's why, that's why after salvation, you can't be what you was before salvation. Now, let me say that again. After salvation, you can't be what you was before salvation. I didn't say you can't do what you did, but you can't be what you was. You may do what you did, but you ain't going to like it. You're not going to enjoy it. You may, listen, you may got drunk, carried on, clubbing and everything else before Jesus, but let me tell you something. After Jesus, you may do it again, but it ain't going to be the same. It won't taste the same. It won't feel the same. You won't like it because there is a Holy Spirit inside of you that will be raising Cain in your life. That's why after you get saved, things are different. That's why after you're saved and you do something ignorant, you don't like it. And you don't feel right. And something's wrong. There's something wrong. What in the world? I, 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 yeah, I'll tell you what it is. It's the Holy Spirit in you. Now, now, let's, let's get some more Bible. More Bible, more Bible, more Bible. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. I belong to Christ's body. I have Him. He, he comes into me. He takes up a boat in me. But then at the filling of the Spirit, this is something God has commanded us to do. Are y'all with me? He's commanded. We are to experience this over and over. Now, what, what do we take from this? This is where my body belongs to Christ. This is where I submit to Him. He has me. The baptism of the Spirit, I have Him. The filling of the Spirit, He has me. Now watch. 
Watch. Galatians 5.16. Galatians 5.16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now watch. This is a, this is a great verse. This is a great verse, especially for eternal security. Galatians 5.25 says this. If, say that word with me, if, in other words, there's a condition, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now watch this. If we live in the Spirit, he says, because of that, then we should, come on everybody, we should. Now does that not teach us that you can live in the Spirit, but not walk in the Spirit? Oh, no, no, you can't do that. No. I'm just reading the Bible. What he is saying here, if you are saved and the Holy Spirit is living in you, you need to follow him. You need to submit to him. You need to be led by him. The Bible says that Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost and was led into the wilderness. Preacher, what are you saying? Upon salvation, that doesn't make you perfect, but it does make you different. It does make you change. You receive the Holy Ghost. You receive the Spirit of God into your life. And from that moment on and that time on, it is your responsibility to repeatedly, constantly, over and over, submit and surrender to His leadership in your life. That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Now, what is the purpose of the filling of the Spirit? We'll look at that in, in, in number three. But, but here's, here's what I want, you to, I want you to get. It is following Him. It is submitting to Him. I, I've, heard, I've heard well-meaning people say this. You need more of the Holy Ghost. You've got all the Holy Ghost you're going to get. The moment you got saved, you got all of Him. The problem is not that you need more of Him. It's that he needs more of you. And the filling of the Holy Spirit is the surrender. And it's letting, letting, well, I'm jumping ahead. Number two. Number two. We see the description of the Holy Spirit and, and the explanation of the Holy Spirit, number one. But number two, I want to see, how does this happen? How today, what is the process? What is the process of being filled with the Spirit in, in today? The, the day we live in, how does that take place? The Bible says we're going to put two verses together. Ephesians chapter 5, actually multiple verses uh, in two different places. Ephesians chapter 5 and Colossians chapter 3. Watch what it says. It says in Ephesians 5, verse 18, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be... Say it with me, but be... With the Spirit. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. Verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I think we got one more there. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this. Let's go over this again. Go back to, go back to, uh, there, yes sir, right here. Let's start here. Now let's put all three of these together. Watch. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now watch what happens. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, 
giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's compare those three verses with these verses. Watch this, Colossians. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Now, watch what's going to happen. Watch what's going to happen when you are consumed by the Scriptures and you consume the Scriptures. You let the Word of God dwell in you. Watch what's going to happen. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving to God and the Father by... Wow. It's synonymous. It's interchangeable. They go together. What do, you, what do you mean? I'm saying this. You cannot, you cannot detach the Scriptures from being filled with the Spirit. They're interchangeable. They go together. Preacher, what do you mean? It means this. We must consume the Scriptures. We must consume the Word of God. We must be consumed by the Word of God. We must allow the Word of God to come in. That's why the Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Everywhere through the Bible, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We need the Scriptures. The Holy Spirit will move us in the power of the Scriptures. You, You can't divorce them too. They go together. In other words, you can't ignore your Bible and be filled with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't work. How do you think the Holy Spirit speaks to you? Through the Word. Y'all with me? Let, let, let's, let's go to another one. John 15. Let's all turn to John 15. Everybody turn with me. Grab your Bible quickly. Turn, turn to John 15. This is a great verse. Put it all together. <clears throat> While y'all turning to John 15, <clears throat> while y'all turning to John 15, I, I, God showed me another verse this week. God showed me another verse this week. Psalm 1. <clears throat> I memorized this when I was in the second grade, but I done forgot it. <clears throat> Somewhat, I know. Let me just go to it so I can read it. Now watch. You remember what we just read? about singing and psalms and spiritual hymns and, 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 and if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I mean, all this stuff goes together. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you're going to live a holy life. You're going to have joy in your heart. You're going to sing and you're going to, you know, are y'all with me? All right, what we're going to read in John 15 is Jesus talking about the vine and the branches and being connected to Him and, and, and productivity and prosperity being connected and abiding in His Word. Now watch this. Y'all hang out in John 15, but I'm going to read Psalms 1. And y'all tell me if this doesn't sound, y'all tell me if this doesn't sound like a spirit-filled person. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law doth he meditate day and night. What's going to take place? Verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Now watch. Now keep that in mind when we read John 15. Jesus says, this is Jesus. If, if you have a red letter edition Bible, what color is your writing? Amen. Who's speaking? Jesus. Jesus is speaking. He said, I'm the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. 
Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit. And that word taketh away means to lift up. To lift up. Low-hanging, immature branches in the vineyard would grow low to the ground, and sometimes dirt would get upon them, and it would stunt their growth and stunt their productivity. So the, 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 the husbandman, the farmer, will come, and he will lift those branches away from the earth, away from the world, and he'll wash those branches. And he'll wash those leaves. And then he'll tie them up away from the world. Now, don't y'all know what that's applying to. But he'll take them and wash them and clean them. That's what it means to take up, all right? Now, watch. Now, watch. I, I, I'm running rabbit there. But anyway, y'all get me. Now, how are you clean? How are you clean? Verse 3. Now, ye are clean through the, the word. The word. Abide in so how what does it use to help you bear fruit? The word. Abide now here it is. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. Now here it is. Here it is. I am the vine, ye that's talking about all of the Christians, all the believers. I'm the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me ye can do nothing now look at verse 7 look at verse 7 if ye abide in me and my what and my and my my words abide in you it says ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you how do we abide in christ through his word do you see there's a common denominator with all of this it's His Word. It's His Word. Psalms 1, His Word. That He's meditated on the law day and night. And because of that, He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth His fruit in His season. And he will, His leaf will not wither. It's His Word. How are we filled with the Holy Spirit? By letting the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. That means abundantly. That means a bunch of it, y'all. You cannot go through life and ignore your Bible. You cannot go through life and ignore the Scriptures and be disobedient to the Scriptures and not know the Scriptures and expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? Preacher, what are you saying? There's two things. There's two things. First is the Scriptures. Then there's submission. You have to submit to the Scriptures. Now watch. Now watch. You can know the Scriptures and not do them. You can, you can know the truth and not live it and not apply it. What does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? It means to be submitted to His leadership. When you pray the Lord's Prayer, remember uh, lead me not into temptation. How many of y'all are saved in the building? How many of y'all are saved? Raise your hand. All I want to see in the balcony, even that dark spot right there, I'm going to put a spotlight right there where the Joneses are, right? All right, I want to see everybody. Now look, now look. Ra raise your hand if you're saved again. Raise your hand again. All right, how many of you, how many of you, I'm going to raise mine too, how many of you have been, how many of you have faced temptation in your life? Come on, raise your hand. All right, you're saved and you face temptation. How many of y'all know the Bible says, lead me not into temptation? 
We're to ask the Lord to lead us away from temptation. How many of y'all know that's in the Bible? All right, how many of y'all, uh-oh, uh, uh, here he is. How many of y'all uh, gave in to the temptation? So I've never killed anybody. Yeah, but did you slander somebody? Did you get angry with somebody? Did you, uh, uh, I'm going to just leave that there. Preacher, what are you saying? The point I'm trying to make is, is that we were saved, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, and He's trying to lead us away, but we did not. We did not. We did not. We did not. What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? It means to follow. It means to submit. To allow Him to control your life. Now, you say, how do you, oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe you have anything to do with that. Then why does the Bible say, quench not the Holy Spirit? Why does the Bible say, grieve not the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit can lead you, and you can, you can reject Him, and you can decide not to follow Him, and you can grieve Him. Are y'all with me? So what is, it, what, what, what is the process? The process of being filled with the Spirit. It's the process of consuming His Word. Letting, letting the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. And as we, now watch, as we consume His Word through our life, He will bring it to our remembrance. And through our life, He will use His Word to mold us into Christ-like character. And He will give us what we need to say. He will give us power. Are y'all with me? This is so good. The last point. Y'all don't seem real excited about this, but you will when I get to the last point. Why do we need the filling of the Holy Spirit? Why do we need the filling of the Holy Spirit? Some people believe it's, it's just for missionaries and preachers and, you know. But that command is to every believer. Why do we need... The filling of the Holy Spirit. I was reminded last night at a girls' basketball game why we need the filling of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> let, me, let me give you some advice. <clears throat> Never sit on the side of the opposing coach bench. Right in front of you. When your daughter's the tallest one on the other team. Because when he addresses something and hollering, and it sounds like he's hollering at your daughter. I said, what did he say? Tammy said, our father, which art in heaven, please, in Jesus' name. Keep Malcolm's mouth shut, Lord Jesus. Fill him with your spirit right now. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all, guys. I could have took him too. I felt my inner Fred Sanford rising up in me. I ain't going to lie. I'm telling y'all the truth. Y'all got the most honest pastor in America. Nobody would admit to this, but I'm telling you, I need the Holy Ghost last night. Preacher, why? Why do we need the Holy Spirit? 
There's, there's a primary reason, but there's, there's many reasons. The primary reason is the propagation of the gospel. The word propagation means to spread. What did he say in Acts chapter number 1? But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be... Oh, come on, guys. Ye shall be witnesses. Ye shall be witnesses. You shall receive the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will fill you and empower you and strengthen you to do what? To be a witness. If you go through the whole book of Acts, you'll find miracle after miracle, sign and wonder, and the boldness that God gave him and the power that God gave him. And for every single situation, it was for the propagation of the gospel. When, when, when Peter and John healed the man in Acts chapter number 3 at the temple gate, when that took place, a crowd gathered together. And when that big old crowd gathered together, he didn't say, look at me, I'm a faith healer. He didn't, he didn't take up an offering. He saw the crowd and he saw an opportunity and he said, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. And the power of the Holy Spirit the filling of the Holy Spirit. It is primarily for the propagation of the gospel. It is for the gospel to get to every creature. God will fill you. Don't worry about worrying what to say. Don't worry about doing everything right. Don't worry about messing it up when you try to witness to your friend or your neighbor or your family member. Just go in the power of the Holy Spirit and God will tell you what to say. God will get the job done. He will make it happen. Over and over, the Bible says God filled them with boldness. Why could they do what they did? How did they go from being scaredy cats hiding in a room to standing up boldly in front of thousands of people and telling them, you killed Jesus and you need to repent of your sins? It was the power of the Holy Spirit. It was that filling of the Holy Spirit. They said, we, we, we look at these guys. They haven't been to seminary. They haven't been to special training. These are ignorant and unlearned men. But they took note that they had been with Jesus. And they turned the world upside down. Not because of their physical ability, but because of their spiritual ability. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen. We need the power of the Holy Spirit for the propagation of the gospel to get the gospel to every creature. God knows our country's going to hell a hundred miles an hour. Our country's turning into a sewer. Morals are going in the toilet. I'm telling you, if there's ever a day that churches need to stand up and rise in the power of the Holy Spirit, it's today. We need the power of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit for the propagation of the gospel, but not only the propagation of the gospel, but for power over sin. Power over sin. Preacher, what are you saying? Galatians 5, 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let me put it bluntly. If you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't have said what you said. If you were filled, if you were being controlled by the Holy Spirit, if you were being influenced by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, you wouldn't have acted the way you acted. You wouldn't have committed what you committed. You wouldn't have done what you've done. All the times in my life that I got ignorant on God and did stupid things, I was in control. I had the steering wheel. I was not submitted to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in my life. I was not submitted to the filling of the Holy Spirit in my life. And because of that, I carry scars. I'm telling you. 
Do you know how drastically our marriages would change if we would determine to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day of our life? Do you know how many husbands would be better husbands? How many wives would be better wives? How many parents could be better parents if every day of our life we consume the Word of God and let it do work in us so we could become Christ-like? Can you imagine? Our homes would become heaven on earth. If we would submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our life and be consumed with Him and let Him consume our thoughts, our emotions, our will, our behavior. Listen, it's not that God has no power. It's not that the church is a name. The church needs to be filled with the Spirit of God. You've got a power that is beyond understanding, and it's not being used. Church, say amen. I saw a... This is what... This is, I, thank you, Lord. The Lord just reminded me of this. I saw a video of a guy. <clears throat> He's not real bright. How many of y'all have seen one of them jackhammers? One of them jackhammers. You know, you, you, you mash the button and... You know, I mean, it just... just, just, just Y'all with me? I mean, this, this thing is just powerful. just knocks concrete off of everything. And, and this guy, this guy is taking, it, it's, it's uh, like drive it. Whatever you call that, that concrete stuff they put on walls. And the, anybody know what that's called? It, it's concrete you put on walls. That's what it is. Stucco, stucco. And, and, and this guy, and so the guy, the, the, the foreman pulls up, and he's got like this, this half of this wall, and it's like, what? He says, he says, well, let me see you run it. So he takes it, and he uses it like a shovel. Mm, mm. He don't even mash the button. So he's working all morning with this thing. Mm, 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 mm. I'm doing that on purpose. No, Lord help y'all. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what that dude thought when his foreman mashed the button? Now let me apply this to life. Some of you are trying to run your life. And you've got a power that you can't even, you can't even conceive. And you're like this guy just wearing yourself out because you won't match the button. You're trying to have good marriages and you're frustrated and you're struggling. You're trying to raise good kids and you're frustrated and you're struggling. You're trying to be a good servant of God and serve Him to the best of your ability, trying to witness the best you can, and you're struggling because you're doing it in your own strength. And all I'm trying to do is, is teach you today, it's time to push the button. I'm looking around at Christians all over America that's walking around with their, listen, their tail tucked between their legs. I mean, I mean, ungodly people out there running around like crazy, and we're hiding and shivering, worrying, what, what are we going to do? Are you serious? 
when the same power that spoke this world into existence is inside you. Amen? We need the Holy Spirit for the propagation of the gospel, for power over sin, for productivity in our calling. Productivity in our calling. John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. What's the difference? Uh, the only way I can, I can tell you. I, I've, I've gone and I've preached places and, and, and the influence of the Spirit of God in the message. I, I can preach it here and, and it'll just be a real spiritual service in the presence of God, be surreal. And God just moves through the message and people get saved like crazy. People get right, get encouraged and everything else. And I think, boy, that's one, that's one doozy of an outline right there. So I take it and I go to so-and-so church across America and I pull it out and I'm thinking, yep, woo, this is going to be good. And, and preach it and nothing happens. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. The spirit that was here wasn't over there. If we're going to be productive in our life, if we're going to be productive spiritually, not just spiritually, financially, I'm not no prosperity preacher by no means, by no means, by no means. But I'll tell you this, i tell you this, God will bless you financially. God will bless you physically. God will bless you emotionally. God will bless you spiritually. If you hook up with him and abide in him, you can be sick and be better than the healthy one. You can be poor and be better than the rich one. You can be productive. But you can't be, according to John 15, you can't be productive without him. You have to have the feeling of the Holy Spirit. Listen. We need it for the propagation of the gospel. We need it for power over sin. We need it for productivity in our calling. Let me say this and we're done. We need it for peace in our relationships. Let me say this again. We need it for peace <clears throat> in our relationships. Watch what it says. Ephesians 4.1. Ephesians 4.1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Watch this. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. What does that mean? Guys, if we're going to get along, <laughs> I don't know how many people's in this building, quite a few, but how many of y'all know there's a bunch of different opinions in this building? How many of y'all know there's a bunch of different preferences in this building? How many of y'all like onions? Raise your hand if you like onions. God help you people. <clears throat> How many of y'all don't like onions? Raise your hand. You don't like onions. See, that's, that's the anointed crowd right there. <clears throat> All right, how many of y'all like oysters? God bless you. How many of you don't like oysters? Ooh. Always remember, always remember, just because there's more of you don't mean you're right. <laughs> Look how many different opinions and preferences are in here. You know how we're all going to get along? We're going to be filled with the Spirit. 
We're not going to walk in the flesh. Because when we walk in the flesh, our preferences are most important. When we walk in the Spirit, unity is most important. Harmony is most important. When we walk in the flesh, we get selfish. When we walk in the Spirit, we get submissive. Anyway, i got to stop. we got three minutes. I went over time. Hey, let's be filled with the Spirit. Let's read our Bibles. Let's read our Bibles and then let our Bibles read us so we could submit to what the Bible says and submit to the Scriptures in our lives. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to pray. Father, this is easy preaching and hard living. Lord, we, we must be surrendered to the Holy Spirit. We must be filled with your word, letting the words of Christ dwell in us richly. We are to submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit as he uses the scriptures to mold us into who you want us to be. Father, thank you for the presence of God in this place. Thank you for the people in here that are wanting to learn and wanting to grow. I'm so glad when I got saved, I got you. And Lord, I pray that the rest of my life, you'll have me. I'll surrender every day. I'll submit every day. I'll follow you every day. I'll submit to the filling of the Holy Spirit, the control of the Holy Spirit in my life. 